I'm Jeremy Greer. I'm Chris Mosier. And this is Not Human Biologics, the podcast that will set itself on fire to impress a lady. Yeah. Uh, and we're back with more X-Files. Chris, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm all right, man. I'm pretty good. I Not on fire. Not I, on fire. I don't know how to say this. Uh, and mm. I feel like this might be a, no pun intended, a hot take. I feel like this is the weakest X-Files episode so oh, far. I liked this one. I, 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 didn't, I, think, I didn't mind I it. I think I know what you mean, though, because it is, it's different. It's very different. It's it's kind of British. It's kind of let's say let's it's British. It's a little it's a little like you can't pronounce words the right way, like like the Brits do. Yeah, I don't care that English came from your country. Like we we pronounce it right in America. Yeah, that's right. Sorry. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it was weird that um, that Mulder kept calling her a fit bird. I thought that That was was a little strange. Yeah, weird fit bird. Very weird characterization. what, What even was the accent, Mulder? What were you doing there? Uh, before we get too far into this, let's thank our patrons over at patreon.com slash monster of the week for donating every month and getting access to the early episodes of this podcast, as well as our community discord server and exclusive content. That's right. If you want to hear me and Chris talk about Lord of the Rings, for instance, uh, you can, you can do that now. That's a thing that you can do right now. It's a, it's, That's it's right. easily possible. So go, right. go do that. Patreon.com slash monster of the week. Chris, remind us what's been going on in the X-Files. Well... Last time on the X-Files, Mulder and Scully investigated the murder of two exsanguinated dads and the mysterious Blood Gallon twins, why'd I call them that, responsible for said murders. Their search soon led them to Eve 6 and the Litchfield Project, a program created to genetically engineer human clones who just so happen to have super brains and super strength, but are also super violent. Eventually, our agents were able to outsmart two seven-year-old girls and get them <laughs> locked up for life. This week, we were talking about X-Files Season 1 episode. Episode 12, Fire. An old Oxford girlfriend of Mulder's asked for his help in an international case concerning the inexplicable execution of several British dignitaries, and they encounter an assassin who can produce fire from his bare hands. This aired on December 17th, 1993. It was directed by Larry Shaw and written by Chris Carter, which I did not know until just now. Wow. Um, we should note, we should just go ahead and get this out of the way, that Mark Shepard is in this, and uh, he yeah. puts on a hell of a performance. I don't think... I don't think that it, my problems with this episode have anything to do with the with the acting. I just think it's it's such a weird and bonkers episode that I'm I'm gonna have to talk about it a little bit. Uh, okay. But young okay. young Mark Shepard is a a hottie and just like putting in some fucking acting work, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, looking handsome as hell. I I think. I told you that I remembered this episode. I didn't quite know why, and I thought, well, maybe it's because they're all—it's the fucking British episode. That's so unusual. And when I say the British episode, it just means like half the cast is speaking with the British accent, so it does stand out a little bit. Um, I think this might be—you know—I'm not a big shipper, but this might have been when I started to like actually ship Mulder and Scully weirdly. Um, no, I see it. I definitely see it. And maybe that's why this stuck out in my memory a little bit. But yeah, it's—you know—it's—it's it's absolutely a weird one. Maybe we can kind of like poke into that and figure out what. What makes it feel that way? So let's start out in good old Bosham, England, 90 miles south or 90 minutes south of London. Uh, We have this like way old British gentleman talking to his super young wife, uh, saying goodbye in the morning. He's like looking out over the hardworking gardeners that are keeping his lawn all nice and neat. And there's Mark Shepard. And as this British dignitary waves goodbye to his to his wife, his hand catches on fire. And Mark just sits there and watches it dreamily as this dude just goes up in smoke and collapses on the lawn. This dude like fully immolates in front of everybody. Mm -hmm. There's a ton of people around. They all start freaking out except for Mark Shepard, who's like, what if I just... Stare this guy down. Yeah, what if would, would everyone think I'm normal? Is it Cecil or is it Cecil? 
It's Cecil. I called him Cecil. Mark throughout my notes. So that's uh, fair. We I called just... him Fireman. I called him Mark. I called him Crowley. I was okay. never really on never the on the one, one thing. I just called him Mark because that's how I know him now. So me and him are buds. So yeah, um, for sure, for sure. Uh, we get our intro. But it's clear that that Mark Shepard is responsible for this Absolutely. immolation. Yeah. Uh, we get our intro, and then Scully and Mulder. Uh, we go cut over to Scully and Mulder, who were leaving uh, court, which is something they don't yeah. do very often. Uh, Mulder jokes like that's the adva- one of the advantages of hunting aliens. You rarely get to prosecute. Like they don't have to do a lot of court yeah, work. I love that. <laughs> yeah. I love Con- that. <laughs> congratulations on not on admitting to not doing anything, not doing your job. <laughs> like your whole your yeah. whole existence is like, oh, I should probably arrest people for crimes, and like, nope, we're not going to do that. We're going to nope, investigate nope, nope. aliens. That's right. Um, they get back to the car and they find it unlocked, which they Mulder kind of just thinks that's that's odd. Um, and then they put they find a cassette tape on the dash. Definitely very odd. He puts the cassette tape in. Great, satisfying click as that oh, sucker goes that. in. Um, and then a British woman comes on and she starts explaining that the last person who had this tape tried to open the door and the car exploded, basically telling them that the car is about to blow now that they're listening to this. It's tape. pranks though. It's pranks. But it's a prank. It's a British suddenly, prank. As the two of them are getting nervous looking at each other, uh, somebody pulls Mulder's door open and sure enough, it's the British woman from the tape. You, you know uh, how this you, is just a big prank. You, know, you know how you know it's a British prank? Because it's not funny. Because it's not funny. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Uh, we are introduced to this woman who is uh, Phoebe Green, who works with Scotland Yard. Obviously, has a little history with Mulder because she immediately kisses him on the side of the mouth, which is like yeah. extreme behavior. That's too, that's too much. Um, you mentioned the shipping thing. It's immediately apparent that Scully is like uncomfortable with this PDA, which is how I'm interpreting her reaction. Like, I don't see jealousy in this. I, I really just see. Like, I actually don't see jealousy either. I think she she sees through this woman's bullshit yes. and I, and I didn't think of it as her being jealous, even though, again, I said, I started to ship them, but I think, I don't think Scully is petty enough to give a shit about that. Um, but I just, I, I don't know. I think she, because it Mulder acts weird and I think Scully can sense something's off. And I, that's, that's it's intuition. It's what it is. Exactly. Yeah. I think it's, it's a, it's a, it's a level of concern. One um, bad prank is all it takes and Scully's on to you. And, and, and Phoebe is relatively dismissive of Scully throughout the entire episode. Like right here, yeah. she, I think she, says something like i don't think she likes me or whatever it's like you just like made a really dumb prank like you threatened the lives of <laughs> two fbi uh, agents yeah. and then and then pulled us out of the car and then made out with my partner who didn't kiss you back like you're being weird my friend you're being you're very being weird. weird and she's like oh what have you lost your sense of humor and Mulder says um it's one of the only things you didn't drive a stake through so we already know vampires <laughs> vampires Mulder's a vampire yeah, yeah. um once he sings no them. but they you know there was beef there was beef there was something there, something you know, in their past Mulder has a yeah. wounded heart here uh she shows them the case from the cold open uh says that it's not the only victim it's been a, a series of british dignitaries that have died uh there's no evidence on the scene uh Mulder thinks it could be like the uh the ira i think that's yeah. the yeah, um, and she's Irish like Republican Army. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that would have been, I guess, relevant. I didn't at this realize, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize how recent that history was for 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 them. Um, yeah. So um, that would have been somewhat relevant to to the timing of this. But she says it's probably not that. Like it's because it's 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 relatively personal. Like this guy's writing love letters to the wives of the dignitaries that he's killing. Um, 
honestly, none of this motive, n- the Cecil's motive in the sh- in the show makes no sense to me whatsoever. Like, I don't understand anything or why he's doing anything. Other yeah, than he's, he's just, just like doing. He's just it. like maladjusted. And yeah, because <laughs> he's just a he, shitty guy. Like that's yeah, his he's whole worn out all of his Morrissey tapes, and he's just now <laughs> needs to take it out on somebody. Um, um, but she's she says that she's here to present a quote three pipe problem to her good friend Mulder, uh, and Mulder is like, okay, I'll let the I'll let the FBI fire guy into it. Um, and there's a moment where like Phoebe leaves. Because they're in Mulder's office at this point, and Scully like does a little like wave goodbye. That is the cutest thing that yeah, I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> it's so good. I'm, I'm so appreciative of it. Um, are you familiar with the three pipe problem? So that's a problem that takes the the smoking of three pipes to solve. Right? Yes, correct, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and all it's right, all right. classic Sherlock Holmes, who is a triple pipe hitter, as we all know. I mean, like that's how yeah. that guy um, was fucked. Had <laughs> <God>, bad lungs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've ever smoked like triple pipes before. It's not fun. It's, it's not good. <laughs> smoking three cigs in a row, you're like, okay. <laughs> I've uh, I've smoked two cigarettes at the same time. Yeah. Like oh, word. Lighting, like I've lit Double two, barreled, yeah. Like lit two cigarettes to hand one to somebody else, like one of those moves. Mm-hmm. Um, which in the era of COVID, like now seems absolutely insane to me. Right, <laughs> but, dude. <laughs> but it was a it was a more innocent time in 1994, probably. Just when I was the doing intimacy this. of smokers is just really something that can't be captured. It's really like it's kind of a fascinating thing. Like, and it's there's a bunch of smoking in this episode too, which I find hilarious. Um, but anyway, um, Mulder explains the three-pipe problem is from Sherlock Holmes. It says it's a private joke, uh, and Scully is like... Scully's like, ugh, nerd. Nerd. Uh, and she kind of teases him for, like, dropping everything to help this woman out. And, and Mulder defends himself, saying, hey, I was just extending a, a friendly, you know, some some friendly aid. And she goes, oh, really? Is that what you were extending? And I'm like, Scully, yeah. please, <laughs> excuse me. What else do you think I was extending, ma'am? Uh, but he mentions that he got, like... A- Whatever this is, he got in a little over his head back in university with her. And she says, um, she's like, oh, wow, Mulder, you just keep unfolding like a flower. She is honestly, as much as she gets sidelined in the this episode, she's the MVP and she gets all the best lines. She does. Absolutely. And she is. I, I agree. I agree that she is sidelined. She is not into this. Um She's not in this episode as much and as yet I want she's to the be. only one doing like the real work to solve the case. <laughs> I know, right? I can't wait to get to the scene with the feet so we can talk about it. Um <laughs> So Mulder takes the case to the arson guy. This arson dude is absolutely insane. Uh, Another one. showstopper, dude. He's so horny. <laughs> he's so it's horny. Out of control. Uh, he's obviously and super jealous like, of Mulder for having two babes, or, like, which is yeah. exactly his words, not mine. He, <laughs> has a lust, he has a lust for babes and a lust for arson. Yes, like, he loves fire, fire and babes. Like he's that's such that's an just, intense guy. It's so intense. Like he is like actively looking at this dude so hard, uh, <laughs> and it's just or the, these these women so hard, and it's so weird. Um, and then there's the moment where Scully like sneaks in like to listen, but doesn't actually engage in any of the conversation that happens. That's so yeah, strange. Yeah. It's all it's all wild, dude. Um, so they're talking to this dude. He's super excited. Uh, they discuss how the incendiary device in some of these cases was the person's body, which just doesn't seem normal. Um, he m- makes note of some cases recently where th- where rocket fuel burned at these high levels because mm-hmm. we're talking some extreme fires. Uh, because it's magic fire um, that's never revealed, of course, but it's it's not well, rocket it's, fuel. The, the thing is, it's both. Like the, <laughs> it's it's absolutely both. Like the guy's using oh, rocket fuel throughout yeah. the house. That's, like I mean, that's like right. it's 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 literally both. He's just using the rocket right. fuel to yeah. It's it's show makes no and sense. He just at all says sometimes. Satan magic. He just says Satan magic he from just... a throwaway line that they mentioned later. Um, anyway, so. Mulder then is like, okay, that's all reasonable, but what about um, 
pyrokinetics. What about pyrokinetics? <laughs> yeah, I just yeah. I just got finished watching uh, Firestarter after yeah. right rescuing two little weird girls. So now I'm I'm kind of ready to talk about this. I'm kind of ready. I'm proud ready to dive into this. I love um, I love that he brings this up with no like there's no evidence they haven't met a guy they haven't seen anything nope. weird nope. like it's just it's just like maybe it's a pyrokinetic. Yeah, you explained your science answer, but what about my magic one? And this and, guy talks about how. Fire has is is a demon, demon poetry. poetry. He, love he loved it. that I one. Love he it, dude. On that one. I wrote a lot of demon poetry when I was like thirteen or fourteen years yeah, old. Yeah, I could dude. I could I yeah, should yeah, read dude. some of that on the podcast sometime. It's um, it's rich. Oh, I bet I have some shit like that somewhere too. But um, I don't know if I'm he, ready to reveal myself that way though. It's, it's yeah, it's it's hard. It's hard to open up like that. <laughs> demon poetry, however, fire still has to follow the laws of physics. Um, and anyway, he's like, I can't believe you get to work with this fit bird molder. Uh, I'm so jealous. This is a great case. This is a great fit bird. I don't think anyone says fit bird in real life, but I'm going to keep saying it. Fit bird, dude. Fit bird. I love it. Um, Autumn said something the other day about birds, and I was like, you're a bird. And she's like, don't call me a bird. And I'm like, eh, yeah. okay, I guess I won't do that. Okay. This, isn't, this isn't London, England. Let's, uh, We're not let, on the docks. <laughs> let's skip over to Cape Cod. I don't think we specifically mentioned it. There's a lot of like dialogue in this episode that is oh there's like, so much dialogue there's so much detail i have four pages of notes which is like about a page more than usual yeah um it's a none lot of it's significant none of it really matters that much but they're uh, in my neck of the woods now yeah so now they are in cape cod uh I, mean, where, I don't live on cape cod but uh where our buddy mark is now painting the house before this british dignitary arrives uh with his cute family and a cute puppy um, and he lights a cigarette with his mind, yep. which is super cool. Uh, the family starts to move in, and Mark heads downstairs and just introduces himself as Bob the caretaker in one of the most astonishing American accents I've ever heard in my life. Uh, just yeah. praise to Mark on this one. Um, yeah. And then like he he's like, if you need anything, let me know, and then walks away. And then this couple who have apparently owned this house for a while or like or stayed at this house for just a little bit, excuse me, um, walk up the stairs and is like, oh, that painting looks a lot like you. Like, and just don't question it whatsoever. Yeah, they just they don't, don't even... question the fact that there is a portrait, a, pa- a recently painted portrait of the wife in the home that they don't know anything about. Seems a little weird. Uh, and then when, uh, uh, when Mark goes outside... <laughs> there's uh he sees the dog like sniffing around at something he just goes over and fucking kicks just it just nails the little puppy dude it's like like what, what the, the fuck, fuck man i'm surprised he didn't catch it on fire he just kicks the dog but then it's revealed that we can we can surmise pretty quickly this was the real bob the caretaker uh he was murdered and now bob is not bob um mark, mark shepherd has taken his place it's so uh, listener mark shepherd is the actor's name i know we made that clear but i'm confusing myself here yeah it's it's, it's hard to come up with uh Mulder shows up to scully's office and says uh like hey look uh i you don't have to work on this case with me um i've realized that this phoebe person is playing a mind game uh because uh Mulder, Turns out Mulder had this experience with fire at a young age, and now he's terrified of it. So we're gonna. So it sounded like Mulder at first was saying he was in his friend's house when it burned down, but no, <laughs> no, no, it's much weirder. <laughs> it's much much weirder. So after the house burnt down, him and his friend had to camp out in like the ruins of it to to make sure that no looters came. Where were they living? Where would you? Why would you loot a burned down huh? house? What is happening? Huh? What is going? And why on? did that make him so afraid? Of, I mean, whatever. Childhood trauma is childhood trauma. At this point, his sister probably already been abducted he was already a fucked up kid but uh but i don't know also like also he parents he acts like he's afraid of fire and like 
Yeah, most people are, dude. You should be afraid of fire. You should be. Like, <laughs> it's a thing that you should be afraid of. If a house of. is on fire, you should feel fear. Don't even get me started. I'm going to rant and rave about the end of this episode where they just practice the worst fire safety things that I've ever seen in my Wild. entire life. Uh, Wild. He, uh, he also claims that Phoebe is fire uh, and says like she's been waiting these 10 years to come back into his life and fuck him up. So he's kind of thinking like yeah. this case is almost just a front to get for her to get, get back in his life somehow. Um, yeah. We go back over to Cape to the Cape Cod, uh, where we watch the the wife putting on like some tea. Uh, I'm, I'm I know I'm a tea guy now, so I know I know how this works. Oh sure, Wa- water in the kettle. Yeah, water in the kettle. Kettle on the stove. Kettle on the stove. Water in the cup. That's all the steps. That's that's it. You got it. I just I just I just made tea for you, everybody. Like <laughs> apply tea. <laughs> apply tea. You're good. Um, <laughs> Mark, meanwhile, is just like rubbing himself up against a tree while watching this. Just absolutely like you know perfectly. Respectable housewife, just, like just in a normal like housewife dress, uh, but he is just like horned up about. Yeah, that's this. like another level of horned up. It's um, also like the director like really shows us how horned up he is because it's zooming in on her ass and her breast and like it's a weird moment in the episode where he's just extremely horny for this housewife. He's horny. You know, I I will say that this does kind of there's a lot of scenes of him looking out the window and just, and, and it does kind of like increase the creep factor and like yeah. ratchet up the tension a little bit because otherwise it's like this is such a weird concept <laughs> but by having him just still be like a regular creep on top of having fire powers it does make him far more sinister yeah because if he's just like if he's just murdering members of british parliament like why am i worried about that you yeah know? i don't care yeah but also but also he's a creep which i don't like so i'm gonna but then you add that factor and i go now i feel now i feel weird um, Mark goes around to the side of the house and meets the driver uh, that works with the family who is smoking outside. He bums a cigarette. He does a thing that I hate when what people do when they bum a cigarette from you and then they just save it for later. Like if you're going to bum a no. cigarette from okay. me, we're, we're smoking yeah, a cigarette you, together. You have to smoke it with me. Yeah, now. yeah. This like, is that's, a communal. That's the rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't just like save it for like your good friends. Like that. Yeah. yeah, I don't like that at all. Um, he talks. He tells the driver, like, hey, I'm going to town. Do you need anything? And the driver's like, yeah, give me some cough medicine. He's like, okay. And the dude is coughing so much that definitely something is weird. And Mark, of course, is playing this as creepy as possible. So it's this, the whole scene is extremely strange. Um, and it gets weirder because after he picks up a enormous bottle of cough syrup, like a giant 40-ounce fucking cough syrup yeah. bottle, he stops off at the local bar, orders a beer. There's a little tipsy woman next to him who kind of sidles up. Uh, starts to do a little flirting. Uh, he, you know, he he speaks with his English accent, and she's very impressed by that. And then he impresses her with like a little here's a little flame on my finger trick, like a little magic trick. Yeah. And she's like, oh my god! She like turns around to call her friends over, and when she looks back around, all of a sudden his whole arm is on fire. Dude, this this fucking incel. So maladjusted that even when he does have Riz, he doesn't know how to fucking use it. He just, for some reason, decides to burn an entire bar down. I didn't understand the motivation for this whatsoever. He slams his hand on the bar, and the, the entire bar catches fire, which, I mean, like, have you not been cleaning this bar? Um, yeah, I guess not. And then we're going to find out later that, yeah, the whole thing burned down. Like, several people died. Like, it was it was a rough scene. Like, what I, was but, the point? What was the point? Like, and it, we're... There's a lot of narration from Scully about how this dude is irrational and he's overcompensating for inaccurate, inad, inadequate. He's no Jack Reacher. We'll put it that he's way. no Jack Reacher. Let me tell you that. He's no charming, yonkers, too big of a man. Let me, let me tell you that Please right now. Please see the outtakes of this episode for that conversation. <laughs> yeah, if you want to hear us talk about Jack Reacher and me say the word yonkers a lot, please, please listen to the outtakes. But yeah, this doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever, except like he's just like, like you said, maladjusted. He's like, oh, I, I can't handle this woman flirting with me, so I'm going to set the entire bar on fire. Yeah, well, 
I mean, we've all been there, but still, I, you know, did he lace, <laughs> did he lace the place with rocket fuel before he set it I on don't, fire? I don't you know, know, man. I don't know. Just trusted that there was going to be <sighs> uh, whatever. Uh, the next day, Mulder and Phoebe show up to hit the hospital to interview the woman who did survive. I don't even like the way that sounds, Mulder and Mulder Phoebe. And Phoebe it's Mulder and Scully. Mulder and mean? Phoebe does not sound good, I agree. Uh, <sighs> they talk about the bar being burned down and how it was so hot that the concrete melted. Um, the woman tells uh, tells them about Mark, gives a brief description, um, says she doesn't really want to cooperate because this is one of these details that I, I'm beginning to love about the X-Files. Um, she tells them that she doesn't really want to cooperate because she lives with someone. She has a partner and she was supposed to be like somewhere else. Like she was at the bar and this does not matter to the plot whatsoever. It's, no. it, it, you it just, did not have it just to add gives this. them a second to step out and talk. Yeah. While she but thinks it's, about it. it's just very funny to me that they added this whole, like this poor tipsy lady is cheating on her husband or her boyfriend or whatever. Yeah. And it's just like, we, we just have to deal with that. We just have to know that about her now. <laughs> it's hysterical to me. Yeah. Uh, they're just throwing shit at the wall. So they step out because Mulder plays it cool. He's like, "All right, you know, we won't tell anybody. You, you can come to us. We won't go to you or anything like that. We'll we'll step out, give you a few minutes to think about this." And in the hallway, um, him and Phoebe have a little conversation, uh, and he jokes how like you know he used these cool and accommodating techniques on her too. And for some reason, after all these jokes that they've had or all these these stabs she's taken at him, this seems to hurt her. Um, and he apologizes for for a cheap shot or whatever. Um, and she kind of like storms off briefly just to be like, you know, hasn't it been long enough for you to forgive me for some in- indiscretions? Um, we don't know what the indiscretions were. But Mulder said he's he's cursed with a photogenic memory. Um, he's really dialing up like the emo boy. Thing he is. He, this chick broke his heart. Um, yeah. And she after she says the thing about the youthful indiscretions and he says that he has a photographic memory or photogenic memory or whatever. Um, I think it's photographic, but whatever. Um she says that uh, oh <laughs> yeah uh, a photogenic memory is just a memory that looks really good on on photos. It's just really pretty. It's just yeah. a really pretty memory. We're like oh my god, you look so cute today. We should take pictures. Yeah. Thank, Thank you, you so memory. Um, she reminds him of a time that they had their own youthful indiscretion, um, and implies that they had sex on Arthur Conan Doyle's grave, which. Damn. I feel like this episode is going to be the bugs of X Files. I know that's a bold claim, but I don't wow. know. I don't know. I don't know. Like, there's so much characterization of Dean and Sam that come from the episode Bugs, uh, and it's a terrible episode of the TV show. But yeah. I feel like th- th- I'm I'm here with it. We're learning so much about Mulder's time at Oxford, where he's obviously was kind of emo. He was into this British girl. They were having sex in graveyards, like. I mean, come on, dude. Like, I, get, I, I, yeah. I, I don't know what to do with this information yet. I just, I'm just not, I'm not, I'm not experienced enough in the X Files to know what to do with this information. Sure, sure. They're just, you know, they were doing the most. I think, I think maybe this is a taste of what's to come. As every, every once in a while, we're just gonna ha- have a lot, just a lot, just to a lot to deal in, with in, in a single episode. Because mm-hmm. uh, most episodes, you think, are are mostly focused on whatever weird shit's happening, uh, and this one is, of course, focusing a lot on Mulder's past. Yeah. Um, they go back in to talk to the the girl uh, or the woman who says that she's going to cooperate. Um, yay for all of that. Um, and then we go back to Cape Cod where we see this driver who is now just like coughing his entire lung up. Like we just, he's, he's not doing great. Yeah. His cough syrup has been poisoned. His, yeah, we, we, now we don't know yet, but we'll know in the future that his cough syrup has rocket fuel in it. <laughs> fucking rocket fuel yeah. in it. <laughs> Which I've, I've had coughs bad enough that I would ingest rocket fuel if you told me they would work. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, definitely. 
Uh, we switch over to the FBI headquarters where Scully is name is working the case. She's researching the body. She's actually doing the job. Yeah, yeah she's researching the victim from England. Um, she's writing up reports. She talks a lot about. She's doing a, basically a profile of this arsonist. Mm-hmm. Uh, talks a lot about how he's uh, you know young white male, uh, unusual intimate access to the family, he's overcompensating for social inadequacy, that kind of stuff. Like, she, and she goes on yeah. for a while. I'm not going to repeat all of the technical details here. And as we're getting this, we cut over to mark giving a doing a little magic trick for for the young kids of the family back back over at the house on cape cod and he's being so nice to them at first that that's where the real dread was coming in for half a second you think like oh does he only like children is that it or what is he planning to do to these children what is what is this trick here Mm -hmm. and basically he's just ingratiating himself to them so that he can get their trust so that he can fucking trap them and set them on fire later um but this scene is so tense as he's just chilling he's just being normal until he starts offering them cigarettes and then it gets fucking weird it gets a little weird because the kids are like cigarettes are bad for you we don't really want them and he's like try it try it try it fucking do it uh luckily luckily they're they're gonna get interrupted um also he's got three cigarettes in his mouth at one time that's insane Um, that's crazy but yeah this guy's guy's so fucking cool (laughs) this guy's so cool he's got he smokes three cigarettes at a time three months at once whoa uh they get interrupted by the mom who asks uh mark if she he can take her take them to the driver's sick so can he take them to their party um and it's this is another weird detail of this episode that i find kind of funny because this like british dignitary guy in theory like came to america to get away from the serial killer who's burning people yeah, alive that's why they yep that's and, then, why and, then, and then, then he's like let's throw a party for me in boston but yeah we gotta go to boston and have a big party also that's like a long drive between cape cod and boston that's not short um, well, that's why they need a driver chris duh that's why they need a driver fair enough they're staying overnight so you know what they did plan for this um in between this, this is where Scully goes to talk to the very enthusiastic arse- arsonist specialist guy, um, and he's like, she she posits that this stuff could be put into hand creams or something like that, which is um, way more of a, a sane uh, theory than pyrokinetic people at this point in the yeah, episode. That's either magic or somebody's sneaking rocket fuel into my shampoo. <laughs> yeah, absolutely insane. Um, Both are weird, but only one of them is possible. <laughs> I will say this. Uh, this dude is is, is kind of weirdly creepy around uh, Scully. Um, but also... Maybe I would be too. <laughs> Maybe I wouldn't be able to help myself. Scully, it's easy ex- to judge. It's easy to judge. From back here. <laughs> it's from, but I mean, if any of us were in a room with Jillian Anderson, like, what would you do? You wouldn't know what I'd to do with sweat. your hands. I bet, I bet I'd sweat a lot, definitely. Also, I don't know yeah, if it's hands, Jillian or Gillian. F- and I, I kind of, it's, it's, it's Jillian. Don't worry, it's okay, Jillian. Okay, thank God. Jillian. I didn't want another Rowena I think the, the woman from Community is Gillian. The actress the, who plays Britta is Gillian, and then, uh, but okay. Jillian is is Gillian. And if listen, if I'm wrong, you don't, can write in. Chris don't, was wrong don't, about the way he pronounced Jillian. In. Yeah, find us on find us on fucking Blue Sky. And, and, Asa, Asa. <laughs> <laughs> is, anyway, is Mark um, Shepard Irish or English or Welsh? I don't remember. Good lord! Do you want to get Lord. back into it? Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, he he does his creepy thing, and they think that it could be rocket fuel or whatever. Uh, we yeah. go back to Mark. Uh, oh no, we we did this situation already. Um, Scully begins to narrate again as we as we watch Mark um, do stuff around the house, saying that he's a coward and like jealous of people's relationships. Um, and she's going to investigate everybody who immigrated over from England, uh, which seems like a large amount of people. But she's That's bas- a lot of people. But she's like she's doing the work. She's putting the work in. This is the work. Uh, 
Meanwhile, let's go back to Mulder and Phoebe. Um, and Mulder is trying to convince Phoebe like that this dude can do more than control fire, uh, which like there's no grounds for that whatsoever. Mulder, no like, grounds I'm sorry. For that, but she's like, just like agreeing with him, and I don't fucking know why. But he, well, he's she's he's a, like she's agreeing with him because it works. Because he's like, wow, I'm not used to somebody just like agreeing with me like that. And it's it's an ingratiate. She's ingratiating herself to him. Uh, she's using. She's no him. different than Mark. Agreed. Yeah. Except I mean, a little maybe. <laughs> I mean, she's definitely not murdering people. <laughs> but she's she's also kind of a shit bags so i will i'll yeah. I'll say that like they're both kind yeah. of shit bags we are not way. on team phoebe <laughs> we're not no, no absolutely not team phoebe uh Mulder wants to set a trap at the party like he wants to he wants to kind of like have some security there and like kind of watch the place and see if this dude shows up and Phoebe agrees uh sends Mulder ahead of, of hers like you go investigate the venue by the way I've booked a hotel room for us oh yeah wow. And it, he goes and checks in, and it's like a much nicer room than we've seen him in. Like the bed has like a little what do they call that when you put the fabric on the top on the rails or whatever. I've never had a yeah. bed like that. I don't know what that's uh, called. Like canopy, a, a curtain, ca- canopy. Know. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck that's called. Uh, all of my ceilings are mirrored, but I don't I don't have any 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 fabric up there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, right, right. Um, when I say all of my ceilings, by the way, I mean the entire house has mirrored ceilings. Like that's bath- crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mir- bathroom. I think the bathroom. I'd watch especially myself important. take shits for sure. Well, yeah. I mean, especially from that angle. Like that's an angle you don't see of yourself very often. That's, and that's I'll, true. And I'll tell you what it does. It'll fix your posture real quick, Chris. Oh yeah. It'll. <laughs> I'll say it'll humble you real quick. It's gonna humble you. And it's gonna it's fix your posture. It's a humbling posture. angle. <laughs> it's a weird angle, let me tell you. But it's you know, it's nice. It's, it makes the house yeah. look big. Is what it does. It really for expands sure. the place. Definitely gathers a lot of light. <laughs> it's very confusing. It's a little. It's, it's a little overwhelming at first. Let me tell you. Like when I have guests, it's it's like you gotta kind of have Sometimes to show. Sometimes I just feel like you have, I have to jump, and I don't know why. <laughs> I just feel like I want to go forward. I don't know what to do, so I just jump. Have you ever lived in a Jamiroquois video? <laughs> because <laughs> let me tell you, buddy. That's, that's what's like coming over to my house. Um, no mirrors on any walls, though. It's just the ceiling. It really fucks with you. Yeah, yeah. No walls, just ceilings. <laughs> if you really want to see what your outfit looks like, you got to lay down on the ground and look straight yeah. up. <laughs> Um, just like normal people do just lay down on the ground and look up it's you know it's a little challenge pose but you're laying down while doing it yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally it makes normal. it makes selfies almost impossible like if you want to selfies if you, are tough if you yeah. want to rate my fit like it's it's a little difficult i'll be honest with you yeah. but yeah you gotta stage it so it looks like you're standing when really you're yeah. <laughs> anyway what are we doing here <laughs> I don't um, know. so Mulder's just hanging out at this event he's in a he's in a tux he's in the serious serious uh tux going on phoebe's wearing like a fancy gown um, or party dress, whatever I don't know. Dress names. Do you look at me? This is hey, this is a party gown. It looks and it she, and she looks very nice. I'll give her points for the for the fashion. Uh, rate my fit nine out of ten. Uh, also, Mulder in the in the tux, like you mentioned, nine out of ten. Love it. Looks nice. Looks nice. Scully would have been ten out of ten, of course. But of course, um, yeah. So he's just kind of waiting around, he's just waiting around a while, waiting for something to happen. And um, eventually, as some time has passed, Mulder's bored to tears. Uh, I think we we also skipped over the fact that Scully called and she was like, "Bro, I gotta meet you. I, I, I gotta tell you some shit. I gotta tell you a bunch of stuff about this case." And he's like, "Actually, I'm gonna have my yeah. my hands full this evening." And she's like, "Ooh, you're grossing me gross. out. Gross. Keep that shit to yourself. I just need to talk. Jesus Christ." Yeah, she's like, "I guess I'll just do it over the fucking phone." But no, because Scully is actually doing something. So she's like, "Okay, I'm I'm just gonna go to Boston, I guess." Um, the family arrive. Uh, Phoebe is in yeah. the car uh, and doesn't seem to have any bad, weird vibes around Mark, which is very strange to me. Like, what are they teaching you over at Scotland Yard? Not enough. Yeah. Uh, they um, they roll out to the party. Um, they, we, we skip in time a little bit because then we just yeah see- that's that's what yeah that's where I was at where Mulder's just kind of like waiting around for something to happen and then yeah. Phoebe leaves the party to come dance with him yeah 
and and like they have this moment and i love that scully arrives at this moment because yeah. scully like walks up and they're like embraced with one another and she's like do, she doesn't quite roll her eyes but she's like oh jesus oh, fucking christ like, oh, and she turns around and there's mark like behind a fucking planner Dude, or behind something. a fucking fern stared at her with a huge smile <laughs> on his face and then she's like talk well, about a jump scare and you can just like see her thoughts like well that's weird and she turns around yep. and this time like they're making out like Mulder and Scully. No, yeah Mulder and, and it's Phoebe. funny because them making out sucks so bad that she's like i guess i'll just talk to the fucking weirdo <laughs> She, she, turns literally, back around. she literally she rolls back her around eyes as if as if to make fun of them to the uh, to the weirdo <laughs> behind the fern and then he's not there and then she's like okay that's also weird that he disappeared uh luckily there's a fire alarm panel right next to her and she sees a fire alarm going off on the 14th floor and she's able to interrupt the makeout session um everybody kind of rushes around Mulder takes the stairs and begins to struggle uh and you think that like this is going to be a big rescue scene right like we have him like kneeling in the smoky hallway we see a room with fire billowing out of it like it's it, it looks intense and we think like oh Mulder's gonna save these kids like this is where the children are he's gonna go in there and save the day but instead he just fucking straight collapses bro he just like yeah. falls down and we he crumbles see, under pressure we see what I mean he crumbles under smoke inhalation <laughs> okay he crumbles under severe smoke inhalation alright that's real you're right that's real that's a real threat it's a real threat uh, like regardless of your like psychological fear of fire like you can also just have a physical fear of fire as we've pointed out like it's a bad thing to be yeah. in definitely um, we see what looks like at first uh, the firefighters rushing out with the children and then we see firefighters rushing upstairs to take care of Mulder. At one point it really looks like the firefighters just run past Mulder which I thought was very funny but we're going to find out later yeah. that that was not firefighters that it was just Mark saving the kids so he can look like a badass yeah. to everybody. Yeah, Mark looking like the fucking hero. What did he uh, what was this guy's game plan? I uh, guess he's still trying to he started he's tr- getting good with the like is he be- trying to bang the what wife? What is his end game? Does he just want to kill them all, or is he? Yeah, is he trying to start a relationship here? What do you want, Mark? What do you want, Mark? Do you want, do you want mirrors on all, on all your ceilings? Because it, you don't have to kill yeah. anybody for that. Like I've got a mirror guy. Got a mirror guy. Everyone should have a mirror guy. Listener, everyone should have a mirror guy. He was a little intimidated at the first request, but he would. I mean, and if your mirror guy is 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 conjured within the mirror, you might have a problem. But you you have to have a mirror guy. You have to have a mirror guy. It's, I mean, if it's, anyway. it's, it's part of growing up. Um, so they Mulder bring, dies, dies of smoke inhalation. Yeah, he, Mulder's dead. End of podcast. Well, he gets dragged out. And, you know, this is where you, you learn. This says more about Phoebe probably than it does about Scully. Because Phoebe's off, like, congratulating the fucking arsonist for, for saving the day. While Mulder's over there, like, you know, black lung and, and suffering. And, and Scully is the only one who goes up to make sure he's all right. Yeah, it's it's a kind of a it's a moment where we haven't really picked up on this. Um, I mean, I mentioned that she was kind of a shitbag and she was manipulating Mulder at, earlier, but I think this is probably the first time in the episode where you're like, "That's not cool." Like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Um, you should give a shit about this this man you you claim to, and I get you. You know, you have other things to attend to, but she doesn't even like look over at him. Uh, um, we. We, we fade to black, and a little bit later, Mulder's waking up, uh, coughing. He's shirtless in his bed. Um, he asks about Phoebe and the kids. This is the one time... Yeah, notably, Scully is there to like make sure he's all right. Absolutely. Uh, and also, I think this is the one time... And this is, I, th- I think you could read this a couple of different ways, depending on how invested you are in the Mulder... In the MCR, and the Mulder... Or the MSR, the yeah. Mulder-Scully relationship. Yeah. Um, you could You could interpret her reaction to him like getting out of bed where he's just got the boxer shorts on and he's basically nude otherwise uh yeah. as like is she is she like kind of 
like, ah, oh, wow, this is this is a little too intense for me. Or is she uh-huh. like just uncomfortable because a coworker is half naked in her in, in this room? I think it's that. <laughs> like, it's, but I think you can interpret it either way. Either she's like, ooh, I want a piece of that, yeah. and, and I'm I don't know how to deal with that emotion, or I don't want any pieces of that. Yeah, I think uh, I don't know something. Even though I do ship them, and this is really where it starts. Some little things like that. I'm like, no, she's just like, okay, mother, what are you doing? <laughs> she's still she's still a professional, and she's still first and foremost his friend. And that's where we have to start. Um, but there is something later that I really like that we'll, we'll get to in a minute. But um, Yeah, we'll, we'll get into yeah. some of that. So Phoebes doesn't give a shit. Phoebes doesn't care. She shows up because uh, Scully's asking about the caretaker. And Phoebe's like, oh, no, he's all good. Like, we checked him out. He's worked for the family for 10 years. Uh, he's Everything's all good. No big deal. And Scully's like, well, I saw him downstairs like, right when the fire started. And, and Phoebe just brushes Hiding this off. Hiding behind a fern in the shadows. And I, I hate this so much because I'm I, I hate when people get dismissive towards Scully. And Phoebe's like, that's impossible. No, you didn't. I'm like, fuck you, mean girl. Like, why? Why is that impossible? <laughs> no, it's not. I'm an FBI agent. I don't just make yeah. shit up. I'm not Mulder. Yeah. <laughs> I'd work and with- even if I'm saying this, you can still say, well, he was probably just on his way up and it was lucky that he was able to get there. They don't do it. Just, no, no, you were wrong. Like, okay, well, you were fucking making out, so you couldn't see shit. And this is essentially the end of their trip to America. So the the British dignitary dude is going to head back. Uh, Phoebe's going to head back in a couple of days and literally is like, I'll call you at work. Yeah. Okay, Phoebe. Whatever. Okay. Uh, yeah, right. Mulder is majorly bummed about this. He puts on a bathrobe uh, and wraps it around himself and goes and sits on the on the couch, put, props his feet up on the table. Um, and then we're treated to this extremely long scene of Scully relaying the information that she has found out. And the way that this scene is framed is like she's in the table, she's in the chair across the table from the couch. And it's just the front part of the frame is just fucking Mulder's feet. Like he's it's just so funny. You it's so hilarious. I, dude, I didn't even notice. Oh my God, dude. It's goes <laughs> on for so long. You know what it is? You know what it is? My feet are so fucking big that anytime I watch TV, they're in the way. My feet are in the way. I think I'm used to having feet just slightly out of frame. You're not humongous like Reacher, but I bet I bet you and Reacher have both have a humongous feet. I probably have bigger f- shoes than fucking Reacher because I got m- mutant feet. <laughs> I'm afraid. You've got those children of rotting sh- toes. I, if these were at least fucking webbed and gave me like superior swimming skills, but no. Yeah. What's the, la- what's the last fucking... time? You, what's the last time you got in the water, Chris Mosier? Dude, it's been a it's while. It's been a little while since I've been in the water myself. I'm, I'm going to tell you that right now. Um, Scully ran a bunch of information, uh, and we're, we're not going to get into the details of this because it doesn't matter. Uh, it's it's fun FBI work, but she came up with Cecil Lively, um, but. She tracked this dude down and an in because she said, oh, this guy was that this name was registered to a dead man. There was one other person who was registered uh, and they were thought to have been killed in a 1963 satanic ritual sacrifice. Awesome. Excellent. Is that where he got his magic firepower? Uh, sure. Let's say so. It's never touched on again. <laughs> we don't That's it. we don't talk about it in this episode. That's but honestly for sure. as funny as it is to like laugh at like random comments like that. I love that they do that. I love that there's just this we don't know. Is this related? Don't know. We don't know. Yeah, we have no idea. Is that idea. where he got his fucking magic fire powers? We don't know. It, or is it just rocket fuel? Like, I've never investigated a case, obviously. Like, I've never been an FBI agent, obviously. Sure. I mean, I'm still kind of working on it. You know what I'm saying? I could get yeah. there. I mean, everybody's never got my never. back. Yeah. But um, at the same time, it feels very, like, realistic to how a case could go, where you just, like, you learn a fact about somebody, and it's just, it's, you just don't know. Like, you just, you have yeah. no idea. Or you don't learn facts about relevant? somebody. Is it relevant? Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? He's a gamer. Is that relevant? <laughs> he likes Pokemon. Is that a thing? Yeah. Is that a thing yet? <laughs> What's Mulder's favorite Pokemon, Chris? Oh, uh, probably Mewtwo or something, because it's kind of like, kinda it's like an unknown one. Or Mew. Mew is actually more 
Yeah, it's Mew because Mew is sort of unknown, very powerful, very ancient. It's visiting Earth. Mewtwo was created in a lab based on the DNA of Mew. So yeah, it's Mew. It's Mew. Uh, okay, perfect. Nice, nice job. <laughs> I just nailed that one right <laughs> out the gate. Um, Scully says that this person, um, their passport was stamped in the U.S. two weeks ago in Boston, and they realize, uh, like, oh shit, this dude's probably headed back to the house to kill these people. That's when Scully gets the sketch and realizes, oh, this was Mark all along. This was the driver. And it's important. Yeah. I didn't really catch what they were doing at first, but they they keep saying that he's the driver and not the caretaker um and that's going to be important because like when they get to the house everybody's like oh no it couldn't be the driver the driver's our friend and like oh no it's not the driver it's that was just that yeah, guy he's driving immolated in the bathroom yeah um could do that dude gets that dude gets burned to death creeping over the fucking porcelain throne i feel so bad for it like what a way to go he spent his last hours having the, oh, the worst fucking cough of his life that stinks dude <laughs> like a cough so bad that he thought he was going to go throw up so he wouldn't like yeah. kneel down by the throne and then like and he didn't even to death. die from a cough he was fucking burnt to a crisp Unbelievable. Like, these things don't even relate and he's still oh it sucks Sorry, uh man. We catch we catch Mark watching uh, from the window as Mulder arrives to the house. Oh, what a surprise! Uh, Mulder rushes into the house, and this is another fact that I love about this episode, Chris, that I find very weird. He catches Phoebe, kind of not necessarily making out, but like really intimately. Oh, dude, she engaged. was smooching. She was smooching the father of this British family with this British dignitary, and it's he's cheating. She's she's and she's not even cheating. Like they don't have a relationship. He's but, cheating. He's cheating. Oh, he's cheating. Yeah, absolutely, he's cheating. Um, but like, and they don't even show them doing anything. But Mulder is just absolutely. Absolutely like, devastated. Really? He's like just really? again because this was the whole thing, right? Like this was what he'd mentioned before is like she had a youthful indiscretion or whatever, yeah. and like she obviously cheated on him back then too. Yeah, opening up old wounds, Phoebe. Uh, Thanks a lot. Bad, bad times. Uh, also, I don't think a British person has ever been named Phoebe. I'm just gonna say that out. I know that's she's a, she's the only one, definitely. Um, <laughs> so they gather everybody up. They're like, we know who the arsonist is. It's the driver. Everyone, get outside. You'll be safe. Where is everyone, by the way? <laughs> Where did everybody go? Uh, they hustle up the rest of the family. Scully arrives. Uh, Mulder realizes it's the driver uh, because he's disappeared. That's when they find the dead body. Uh, I think um, mm-hmm. he could tell he's he's almost not even into the case anymore because he's so bummed out about his love life. Like, yeah, and Scully can see that when she gets there and, and sees him. She's like, she could tell something is wrong with him. They find the driver burned at the toilet. Uh, they realize like something's going on in the master bedroom. Everybody rushes up to the master bedroom, and the whole place starts catching on fire. Uh, and instead of just leaving the room that is on fire, uh, Mulder tries to like grab a towel and tries to put out the fire. And everybody's like, Mulder, what are you doing? This him. is magic flame, according to you. Yeah, like, and, and everybody's sitting there watching him instead of you know leaving the premises. Yeah. Like, stop, drop, and there. roll the fuck out, y'all. What are you yeah. doing? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, finally, they walk outside, and that's when like his towel or whatever catches on fire. They realize like this dude Mark has rigged the entire house to burn up. They rush downstairs, and then fucking Mulder says, "Scully, get a fire extinguisher." And I'm like. For what? Oh, sure. It's sure, rocket fuel. It. What are That's we doing? Enough. It melts concrete. Get a fire extinguisher. Get a fire extinguisher. Yeah, get, get a, a bucket. Get, I don't get a heavy know. blanket, I guess. What are you doing? A, a, a comment made during the um, when the bar burned down, they said the fire department was across the street. It was that close, but by the time that the firefighters got there, it was too late. That's how fucking hot this fire was. Yeah, it turned the concrete into a get a fire extinguisher into, into a sponge, is what they say. Yeah, like get what, one of those little spray bottles you use to hit cats with. All right, get one of those. Uh, incredible. <laughs> That'll do the trick, guys. Um, Mulder goes upstairs to get the kids because they forgot the kids again. Um, he, <laughs> he can't get inside the door. They're in this hallway. Mark shows up. He does a he does a very theatrical snap. The whole hallway catches on fire. Mulder yeah. runs away. He's struggling. He's been planning this move, dude. Mulder, oh yeah, dude, absolutely. He's been waiting for this moment for a while. Uh, Mulder runs away from the fire because he's both scared and you know 
human <laughs> smoke inhalation yeah he just he just went through this like two days ago uh they do some really cool shots of the fire i like i like this like they obviously yeah, like, this all looks really cool we're joking stuff, but yeah, this looks very cool it's all good yeah. um mark walks downstairs and encounters scully with her gun drawn but he says that he she won't shoot him because uh it'll it, the spark from her gun may blow the entire house up like and and i guess he's right because in like the weirdest she just takes, like four steps back yeah yeah the, he, he shoots him he just he, he just like <laughs> Yeah, that's what she should have done. Just walk outside. <laughs> Just walk outside, fucking unload. Easy solved. Dude. Yeah, like, we, I mean, we don't we don't need these fucking cops shooting people. But Scully, she can do it. Um, as they're as he's walking towards her, kind of threatening her, uh, Phoebe throws the rocket fuel. Eventually, some, somewhere along the way, they found the paint that has rocket fuel in it. I don't remember if we touched on that. Uh, but she throws the rocket fuel on him, and he rushes outside. Um, so he's he's now he's doing what scully should have done he's getting outside he's getting the fuck out away from the fire uh Mulder finally gets his shit together and is like oh i'm not scared of fire i'm just you know i'm i'm a normal person (laughs) i guess uh he gets the kids uh he rushes the kids downstairs we see mark stumbling around uh and then he just explodes in fire and laughter he's laughing the entire time saying you can't fight fire with fire which is a known false thing by the way like firefighters fight fire with fire all the time uh which is kind of a thing but whatever i don't know why i'm mr like fucking smoky bear over here this episode but i'm just really aggravated i mean let's uh, go get a fire extinguisher i'm an fbi agent i have a doctorate (laughs) don't tell me to get a fire extinguisher boulder (laughs) what are you doing i'm so annoyed Um, anyway, Mulder faces his fears and saves the kids. Hooray. Yeah, he does. And Mark looks like he dies, but he just drops to the ground. Um, so this guy can self-heal permanently. Like, so he completely immolates. We're going to find out at the very end of the episode that he can just regenerate. Like, there's so so much more potential to this dude. So many questions. Incel. <laughs> so many questions. I have so many questions for this guy. Yeah. Uh, the next scene is Mulder waiting in his office, and Scully uh, hits him with the English accent, which yeah, like she comes in with the fucking British accent about like, oh, what are you going to take me to lunch or something? It gives him the biggest jump scare. Jump scare Absolutely, life. yeah, this is so hilarious, and she's like teasing him, like, "Gotcha, motherfucker!" Uh, and of course, Phoebe didn't call. Instead, she sent a, a cassette tape uh, that Mulder won't listen to, and she's like, "Don't you want to know what it says?" And he says uh, something he said at the very beginning of the episode when he found the first cassette tape, which is ten to one, you can't dance to it." Like basically, yeah, that's that's a good line. I like that. Uh, and then Scully begins to narrate like what happens to Cecil and as we see what happens to Cecil on the screen. So uh, he somehow survived third and fifth degree burns. Um, his, he's on track to like heal up in a couple of months, which is absolutely insane. He's being held in a high security facility in a hyperbaric chamber with like all any flammable items like removed entirely. Uh, and Mulder, he, she makes a note about Mulder saying that like long term incarceration is going to be complicated because they don't know like they just got him on the one murder like they can't really hold yeah. him forever just because of the one yeah. murder. Um, although it seems like a kind of a brutal murder, maybe you can. I don't know. Also, how do you hold him because he could just fucking set everything on fire or or not if he doesn't have rocket fuel? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what this guy's deal is. But uh, the end episode ends with the nurse coming up to see him in his hyperbaric chamber and asking if he needs anything, and he says uh, he, he needs a smoke or something. Yeah, so yeah, I'm really back to his old tricks. Really need a cigarette. Uh, who will, a nicotine patch. We should mention the the mask or the the special effects work they do in his face because it's it looks horrifically burned. Oh yeah, his mouth and his lips look like three or four times size is too big. They're huge, and when he talks, like it looks all weird. And he obviously was directed to like make some weird motions with his face at the end because yeah. it's the full like uh, Dark Knight Returns Joker routine, right? Like it's yes. it's it's, yes. it's 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 the Harvey Dent scene almost. Um, but it's all like it, it's not CGI, which I thought was very impressive. Like it's all like actual makeup work, and it's just very very good. So yeah, um, I dig it. 
Yeah, this episode is a, re- is a weird one for me. Like, I was so preposterous throughout. Like, nobody made like the the motivation for anybody like doesn't make any sense. There's so many weird little side like little cul-de-sacs about like people cheating on one another in this episode. Like was Chris Carter working out some feelings? (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't, I didn't actually put that together. Like there's actually like what three people cheating on each other in this episode somehow. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird one for me. I had a good time obviously chatting about it and talking about it, but I, it's just a, it's it's, it's a weird episode for me. I think it's the worst out of the 12 that we've watched so far. Wow. Wow. Hey, there had to be one. All right, there had to be one. Maybe next week will be even worse, and then this one can get pumped up the ranks a little bit. You can only hope so they can, they just get worse and worse and worse. Yeah. I keep hearing about the dreaded season nine, and that's just like lingering in our future at some point. Yeah. So yeah, um, no, I mean I like this episode, but I think I, I think I get what you mean. What do you think? I think it was pretty pretty good. I liked learning a little bit more about Mulder. I liked Scully's role throughout all this, even though it feels like she gets sky uh, sidelined. She's the one who really does the work she's the one who solves the case and it shows that she is a really good friend to Mulder who actually gives a shit and is trying to let him go through his thing but also knows when to step in and lend a helping hand and also she doesn't mind busting his balls a little bit by doing the British accent at the end like I just think that it it shows a a nice level of understanding and, and and humanity from from her I guess you're right. There's there's a lot of this episode, and I know I made the comparison to Bugs earlier, but like there's a lot of like character work in this episode that I actually really really enjoy. Like learning more about Mulder, uh, seeing how Mulder and Scully's relationship is developing, like the camaraderie that they have with one another. Um, all of that stuff is very good. Like I like it a lot. Um, it's just weird that it's saddled with like the rest of the uh, rest of the plot, which yeah. is so strange. It's just, <laughs> it is so much of this dude is just like. I'm obsessed with aliens and finding my sister and I have this, that's my whole past That's so it. to learn that there's actually more going on with him. And I know we're going to learn more about Scully, but we already have the idea that like Scully's a pretty normal person. Who's like just really hardworking and very smart. <laughs> like she doesn't need this big complicated thing like he does, but seeing a different side to him does help to make him feel like more of a normal person. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even though that he had to protect a burned out house from looters <laughs> when he was a child, <laughs> it's yeah, not dude. a normal person thing. Make but... him, that'll make anybody feel weird. <laughs> it's I guess. just such a weird, <laughs> fucking detail man i just protect it from looters what are they looting like the fucking not yeah, the burned out flat screen tv what are you doing yeah. um thank you for listening everybody we very much appreciate it thank you for the recent uh, reviews on apple podcast and spotify we we so so much appreciate that I've, I've mentioned it every episode but reviews are literally the lifeblood of podcast the more reviews yeah. you have the more it seems like your podcast gets noticed on these various algorithms and they could put you to the top of search results so uh, we enjoy having being heard by more listeners, sort of. <laughs> so we, we like that. So thank you for doing that for us. <laughs> thank you to our patrons over patreon.com slash monster of the week for continuing to support us. Uh, if you want to go sign up over there, you do get some cool benefits. And we'll be back next week with more X-Files. And until then, remember, stay spooky, everybody.
I said hello, but Discord didn't react. Okay. Hello. Can you hear me now? Hello. Okay. Hello. Hello. It took Discord a second to recognize that I hopped in the call. Discord, what is your problem? I've been beefing with Discord. It's got to be for years now. <laughs> it's got to be for years. Absolutely years. Like, it just doesn't seem... Like, it doesn't work on your phone still. No. It does, but it's really weird because it won't, like... It takes forever to to recognize that there's new comments in a thread. Um, and then once I've read the new comments, it doesn't recognize that I've read them, so it marks it as unread. And it, it's just, it's unwieldy. Anyway, I didn't come here to complain. What did you, right? come, here, what did you here, come here to do? What's, what's I up? I came what's here on to your talk mind? about uh, Great Britain. <laughs> talk, tell me about Great Britain. What's up? What's your favorite um, thing? What's your favorite fact about Great Britain? Um, favorite fact about Great Britain, uh, they lost to us. You know, we're not good at a lot, but they Correct. lost to us. Correct. Yeah, we, we kicked them out. About 300 years ago. But <laughs> we, uh, we kicked them out of the country, I think. Yeah. And, yeah. And yeah, absolutely. I think my favorite fact is uh, it's a James Acaster bit. Um, I don't know if you know who James Acaster is. He's a comedian. Uh, UK, you, he was on like one of those like cancer episodes of Bake Off. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, very funny dude. Um, he talks about how back in the day... Uh, Britain just stole everything from everybody. They just robbed everything from everybody, from the entire world. And then they hid all of the stuff that they stole in museums and are not giving anything back. <laughs> and I just think that's a really funny statement. On the world. Uh, America or... Oh, I think America England. at this point. You think I mean, it's got to yeah. be America, right? Yeah, absolutely, we've been running, dude. we've been fighting a proxy war for 500 years in the Middle East, so yeah, I guess that's. Uh, I mean, if you if you look at like if you literally just look at anything the CIA done, it's literally done just look at uh, uh, the atomic bombs. Yeah. I feel like that's probably. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I think we are. Yeah, all right. So yeah, I'm not saying we're question, the worst. I'm gonna country. I'm gonna pull that question back because I already know the answer. I'm, I'm not saying we're the worst country, but I'm saying I'm not educated enough to come up with a different worst country than us right now. Right. <laughs> so, right, 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 right. To my knowledge. We're the worst country. Right, right. Uh, anyway. Rah, rah, America. I can't believe that we, they did a British episode of the X-Files in... I know we're not supposed to talk about the X-Files, the outtakes, but listen. They did a British episode, and it's only season one. It took it's, Supernatural 11 seasons to be like, you know what? We're out of ideas. Let's get British. So I was, I was thinking about this. Was it the girl in season three, the girl, the woman in season three, the thief person? Oh, yeah. Bella? Yeah. Was Bella... Wasn't she British? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, they they did it in three seasons. That's that seems. Or that was seems... it Bella? Yeah, it was Bella. Remember, I I really confidently called Ruby Bella <laughs> yes. in, one, in some quiz we did, and yes. I was like shocked that I was wrong. But yeah, no, yeah, nineteen sixty nine Impala, baby. <laughs> she was British. Yeah, she was. Yeah, so. But that wasn't like a that wasn't that wasn't a British episode or a British season. It was just like there was a British person there. This I just feel like this whole episode was a British episode. Do you think? Um, I guess we should. I guess we could just talk about this. I don't. I don't care. We, we, we like we 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 don't. We're really having have a any... conversation. This is. We'll try to stay on topic and not go on tangents in the main episode. We'll do all of our tangents in the outtakes. Do you Somebody's think, gonna be like, I'm skipping the tangents because it's it's just gonna be video games. Well, jokes <laughs> well, on you. It's X Files this time. It's X Files Part Two. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I gotta. Hey, um, when does the movie happen? Is that after the first season? Do you know? No, it's not after the first season because I want to say the first movie came out in like 1999. Or okay, so it's like like the fifth or sixth seasons when we'll need yeah, to slot yeah, that yeah. in. I just need to know for scheduling purposes to make sure that we we Let's do that see. correctly. I have to figure out where to watch it too. I don't know if it's streaming. Um, yeah, 1998. So we've got a couple of seasons. Oh, to go. oh yeah, yeah, we've got many seasons. For some reason, I thought there was like I thought it was came out pretty pretty quick, but I guess not. 
Is this the or is this the first one or the second one? This fight the future and there's I want to believe, right? Those are the two movies. Should fucking fuck if I know, dude. I have no clue. Uh, let's see. This is this Wikipedia is my friend. Movies. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. So. Oh, whoa. Yeah. Fight the future was 1998. The X Files. I want to believe, according to Google, came out in 2008. Yeah, I knew that. I knew one of them was way later. Wow. Yeah. Because I know they re- they came back and did a revival. Um, in the last you know five or six years on Amazon, maybe. Um, but I did not realize that that second movie was so recent. Wow. Yeah. They did a. I remember watching that and like well, I say so recent. It's twenty twenty four. That yeah, is yeah. not that recent. It's, it's it's almost twenty years ago now. Everything. Well, think tw- about it's fifteen years after the start of the show. So that's that's yeah, quite yeah. a long way away. Yeah. Uh, imagine if they had done a supernatural movie. Just imagine. I'm surprised that they haven't yet, but they kind of the ending was just so fucking bad that there's nothing you could do. I, but see, I like the uh, the 2008 X Files movie has like mm-hmm. nothing to do with the meta plot of the show. It's just yeah. an extended X Files episode. It's like 90 minutes of just an X Files episode, and it's pretty I'm okay good. With that I'm yeah, okay yeah. With that. And I, I would like, I would like <laughs> actually dig that for Supernatural. Like if Jensen gets his own production company and just starts making Supernatural movies and leaves Jared mm-hmm. out of it, I would just be down. <laughs> I would just be totally down if there was just the Adventures of Supernatural, 90 yeah. minute direct to DVD or direct to streaming videos. Like I think it would be great. If you had one caveat for uh, Supernatural movies, was it be no Jared Padalecki? I no because I I I guess I have to reserve it for no Mark Malagrino. <laughs> so, oh sure, true, sure. But, I was gonna say, but it's I close. was gonna say my one thing is that he's not allowed to do Dean voice. He's not allowed to do Dean. He has to talk like a regular guy in the movie. Who Jared or Jensen? For Jensen, Jensen has Jensen to talk, has like to talk like his guy. normal person. Just as See, once Dean. they started like yeah, once they started picking up on his like I'm doing a voice guy. I, 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 it drives me fucking bananas. <laughs> Do you think you could rewatch Supernatural at this point? I, I can't like un I can't unhear it. And uh, I, Jared does it too, but he does it. He does it uh, when he got huge. Yeah, in like yeah, season he had a five, much deeper voice. He suddenly, I'm like, and I think probably at the time we joked about it, but I think he was just doing a voice because he he felt like he could. Um, I mean, he does his own voice, but it's kind of like a um, uh, uh, which is annoying too. But I'm not mean to be hating. I don't. I'm, I'm just hating. Anyway, hey, I'll, I'll hate on Jared Padalecki all day long, man. I don't. I don't think that. I don't think that guy's a nice guy. I don't think that dude's no. a cool guy. I don't think that. I think times, that dude is. Times have changed. We didn't know anything about these people when we started doing podcasts. I think that that dude could possibly be an alcoholic. Yeah, um, that's which, troubling. You know, that's 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 something that's totally normal to He's say about a person a you, you, sure. you've never met before. I'm getting an ad on my computer right now for Reacher. You, you ever see that show? I've never seen Reacher. No. What is I Reacher? Saw the, uh, I saw a, t- a TikTok a while ago. Well, I saw it on Twitter about somebody being like, hey, this holiday when you're going home, uh, if you need something to talk to your dad about, talk to him about the show Reacher. The fuck um, is Reacher? It's uh, Jack Reacher. It's based on some some novels. He's just like a huge dude. The premise is that he's he solves every problem. He's a man who solves every problem by being gigantic. He's like seven feet, 900 pounds of muscle, and he solves every problem by just being fucking... He's bigger than the cops. He's bigger than the bad guys, and he can solve every pro- problem by being huge. He's just he, he's um, a huge guy. So his, and he's his, just, like a hu- just like an action huge dude. His superpower um, is big, is what I'm yes, hearing. Yes, okay, yeah. And so this, this TikTok was like, hey, if you need something to talk about with your dad, bring up Reacher. I guarantee he's watching it. And that was like the first thing that my dad said. When we all sat down at Christmas Eve at my sister's house, he was like, so I've been watching Reacher on Prime. And I'm like, 
Yeah, I bet you fucking have. I just the idea that you're like you're sitting down like this is a family event. This is a holiday family event, right? Yeah. And, like, well, nobody f- was really there yet, so he was just like making small talk. Okay, okay. He's, I, also, like, he's was... also watching Wheel of Time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. That shows good. And yeah, uh, yeah. he does not know a single character's name, which I'd love that for him. I also mentioned something about Geralt to my dad a while ago. He's uh-huh. now I've have not finished season two of The Witcher. Um, he's seen everything that they've made so far, and I said Geralt, and he was like, "Wait, who's that?" And I was like, <laughs> "The main, the main character of The, the Witcher. He's he's The Witcher." He was like, "Is that the woman?" And I said, "No, The Witcher's the man, the guy." Henry Cavill, the dude with long white hair. <laughs> I um so a live reaction. Uh, I texted my dad, "Do you watch Reacher?" He just sent back season two, only one episode, waiting for all to release so I can binge. <laughs> <laughs> my dad was complaining about the same shit. <laughs> I think they're all out now. He should catch up. He should catch up. He should catch up. No, I've seen the first episode. I watched it a while ago, and um, it can't, Stephen it can't King be good. Reacher, it, it, it can't possibly no, be good, right? It's it feels like just like a daytime TV. Like that's yeah. exactly what it feels. Except it's just a huge dude who will like bash some heads every once in a while. It did, did, wait a minute, isn't this a Tom Cruise thing? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So Tom Cruise originally played him. For some reason, I know a lot about this. Tom Cruise <laughs> pr- played him in some movie. And all the book fans, because it's based on the series of books, were really pissed off. Because Tom, Tom Cruise, Cruise is a tiny dude. <laughs> he's, he's, one the, he's one of the smallest big. guys to ever live. Um, <laughs> and like, the one thing that Jack Reacher has is that he's just humongous. You ever get to use the word humongous? Because you, you can when you're describing this guy. This, dude this is guy's humongous? humongous, Okay, dude. let me, let me, I gotta, okay, this is, this is time. I'm, I'm looking up, I wasn't gonna look up the image, but now that you've said humongous, I guess I've got to. Yeah, yeah, dude. This is humongous. Alan Richson? Is this, is this dude's yeah, name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This dude is humongous. He's, he's the dude on uh, he's the dude on New Girl who had a micro penis. He where looks, I know him from. Okay, cool, 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 cool. I, uh, that was his bit. He looks like what they were trying to go for in the uh, She Hulk TV show, uh, where they just CGI'd that that small that small lady um, into a into a, into a large green CGI. But yeah, he's they just, just cast they just cast the huge person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This dude is absolutely fucking yonkers big this dude is yanked yeah, out dude he's yanked out that's what i'm talking about <laughs> he's fucking yanked the fuck out dude uh, oh my I have god a, I have a, just immense respect for humongous dudes so, i am um, i am intimidated and impressed mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um but yeah so people were not happy with the tom cruise casting because he's, he's so small you know Putting putting Tom Cruise's faults aside, he's obviously a talented filmmaker. He's very passionate about what he does. Uh-huh. Um, but no amount of passion is going to give you those uh, twelve to, to fifteen extra inches of height. You know what I mean? Yeah, you gotta you gotta use lifts for that, my friend. Yeah, yeah. unfortunately, you, you're six three, something like that. Me? Yeah, I'm six two. You're six two. Well, either way, you'd look small next to this guy. I would, you know? dude. I would be. I'm six two two thirty, and I would look fucking tiny next to this dude. Yeah. I am just. This guy- I can't. I can't tell you how long I've just been staring at this dude's chest, Chris. I yeah, just, dude. I am well, blown away by how you. Know, this dude is yonkers big. I don't know how else to yeah. describe it. <laughs> I've often described myself as big. Uh-huh. Um, You're a big or dude. Large, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've never. I've just never had the confidence to describe myself as humongous. You know, <laughs> no way. Um, You're not humongous at all. This guy walks around at humongous weight. You know, this is off-season humongous weight. You know what I mean? I am just. He's like. He's like the mountain in Game of Thrones, who was just like an actual mountain he's a bodybuilder that's his yeah, whole yeah. thing yeah, yeah like he didn't need to act he was wearing a helmet pretending to be a zombie the whole time like he was he was locked in um 
but th- he's like that big, but he actually has to like talk, which is crazy. He doesn't talk a lot, but well, well he doesn't have to. His biceps do the doesn't talking. Have to, dude. His he's fucking bigger pecs than everybody. Do the talking. People, people down below can't even hear him. Dude, if I if I had pecs like this, I would never speak a word. Like Autumn would be like, "What do you want for dinner?" And I would just be vibrate my pecs at her. Like, yeah, she'd figure it out. I just you gotta, you gotta <laughs> interpret the clack clacking of my breast. That's yeah. what you have to yeah. do. Yeah, when you're uh, breasting boobily. Yeah. Oh my god, dude, I can't. I just I gotta I gotta close this tab. This is too much. Yeah. This is way yeah, yeah. too much for me. <laughs> you can hear you uh, salivating over there. I'm I am I'm just blown away by how fucking yeah. yonkers big this guy is. Yeah, this guy's yacked. Um, I mean, you know, congratulations to that guy. Congratulations to all the dads out there who are enjoying a reacher. Um, I'm glad because that's he's very aspirational. I think. Um, he's I think he's a um. He's like your stereotypical like man's man, but I think the show is actually quite left leaning, which these guys probably don't even realize. Probably don't even catch. Yeah, they don't even realize they're watching lib TV. <laughs> lib TV. I'm sorry, I can't. I'm, I closed the tab, and now I'm still. I'm still just. You're just thinking. I, about I, it. I need a moment. I just. I just tell me about a video game or something, Chris. Jesus Christ. Uh, what did you I think about uh, my uh, my supposition that the Bake Off music is basically Zelda music? Like, if, yeah, no, I think that's really accurate. Especially some of those like tense moments when things are heating up. That's yeah. like Link running from an enemy who just spotted him out in the field in in um, in Breath of the Wild. And then when something. they're like showing off their like, I think during the planning phase, it's that like, yep. it's like just like town music. It's just like you found I've a little listened, village. In I've Hyrule. listened to the to the Bake Off. OST no, while you have cooking. Not. No, you have not. I have. It's other. It's on Apple Music, and I've listened to it. Um, that's in, that's uh, an insane behavior, Chris Marcher. Oh, I know. Don't, don't, don't get me wrong. I I know that that's not normal. That's uh, so but at insane. one time, me and Jess were like vibing to to some episode of it, and I was like. I was like, let me download the OST, and I like jokingly searched it. I was like, oh my god, it's really here. Um, I mean, I, don't, don't worry, that's that, I get it, I get it. I could, I could see it happening, man. I really can. I just, I am, I am just. I can picture you. No, like, that's that's weird behavior, you know. But um, I mean, you're you not going to get Jack Reacher doing that. I've also seen you like get crunk to the Stardew Valley soundtrack. So like, I'm not like True. I know who you are. Like, it, this is not a surprise. True. That that video that Jake has, this lives on. I hate that video because I wear stupid basketball shorts and I look. It's dumb, but um, hey, but you know what? You don't look. You don't look humongous. <laughs> no, I don't look humongous. Which is, I kind of wish I did. I kind of wish I was humongous. Oh man! And I think no matter what I do, like I am very lazy, but I'm somebody who, who actually can put on muscle pretty easily. Um, I just don't ever like. I don't have the work ethic for it, you know. But my but my body takes on muscle pretty pretty easily. Um, but I could never be humongous like that. No matter how jacked I ever got, I could never be that kind of humongous. Because I'm just not. I don't have the height. I'm only six feet. I feel like a. I feel like a. I'm just. I would. I would. I'm a hobbit next to him. You know what I mean? I dude. I don't even know how tall that guy is. He could be like six three. How? how just, I guess I got to Google. What was that dude's name? You got to Google him again. <laughs> just make him your wallpaper while we record. No, I, I can't. I still have the Elden Ring promo footage on my. my it's my wallpaper. So, I just I saw that the when I sat down today and I was like I should probably change this. Let's just my wallpaper year, is the ago. Hunter's Dream from Bloodborne, which is funny because okay, it's very like, nice. I'm, I'm not even like a Bloodborne guy. <laughs> um, Alan Richardson. Okay, so let's get some stats. Type in Alan Richardson humongous. Richardson height is the first. It's I don't the even first know how one. to spell humongous. Okay, so height is, is Reacher really 6'5"? How tall? This is just a bunch of websites asking the same question that I asked. Like I don't, Reddit. Reddit will know. Here's Reddit. Uh, Reacher size comparison. Oh, yeah, this is, yeah. This is yeah. what I'm going for. So, yeah, he's 6'3". Um, they've oh, got yeah. t- they've got Tom Cruise here as five seven. I don't I don't think that that's true. What about cock length? Is that listed? No, cock length is not listed. Uh, weight okay. is not listed. Um, cock length Reddit. <laughs> did you try? Did not you try gonna, not gonna, 
Oh god, the Reacher, the the Reacher Reddit is. Uh, d- dude, not even Reacher be- Reddit is one of the worst places you could be. <laughs> not even, not many could beat even two guys at the same time, and Reacher beats up more than that. Just enjoy the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really dumb. It's really dumb. There's a scene where he's in a jail cell with somebody and like defends him, and um, it's supposed to be such like a badass tough guy thing, but it's like so over the top that it just circles back around to be dumb as fuck. <laughs> Uh, dude, I can't. I can't. But you know, Dad's need shows too. You know. Do you um? So talking about shows that people have probably watched or that Dad's like. Uh, have you have you seen any of True Detective? I've seen season. I've seen the first two seasons actually. Okay, so I'm rewatching. I was season, all in on season one. Season and, one is so um, good. Yeah, I'm rewatching had it now. To, got into like a group of people to watch the finale together. We had all been watching it on our own. Went to my friend's house. His fucking cousins come over and they're yapping through the whole episode. Oh, I've never ne- been more angry in my abs- life. Anyway. That. Back just, to your story. Not, not a story. Just rewatching season one, and I've, I'm like two or three episodes in, and just the absolute insanity, insane performance that Matthew McConaughey is is doing. He's um, putting in work, dude. And I, I thought uh, every episode, I thought that I thought it was just the re, it was the viewers' reactions to Cole or Rust or whatever you want to call it, like to all of the insane shit that he says. But no, oh no, but throughout Harrelson is like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Even the like interviewers, like they were interviewing yeah. him in the in the in the present timeline or whatever, or like they, he'll say something. Like I think the last episode he was like, sometimes I I'm grateful my daughter died. How how arrogant are we to yank a soul and make it flesh? And like the two guys just look at each yeah. other like, we asked you about Wendy's. <laughs> like what are you doing? That's real. I feel like you have to have that in order to make that work if you have a guy who talks like that you can't ever have everyone sitting around him like hmm yes indeed because that's fucked yeah but when you have guys go what the fuck is wrong but then people reacting that way makes it work makes it you feel like okay this dude is different what's the what's the term for when you're watching a movie and there's a song like a band is playing a song in the in the movie itself and that's part of the soundtrack you know what i'm talking about yeah i don't know the word for that but yeah absolutely it's driving me nuts Mm -hmm. i can't think of it but that's like what he is because or that's what those people are because they're reacting the same way that the viewer would react to him saying all this oh i know the phrase you're looking for now okay okay i'm trying to remember what the phrase is i'm gonna remember it in like 45 minutes something genic in it i don't know yeah yeah probably so i um yeah, I'm having a good time with with True Detective season one. I start, I watched the first episode of season two, and I apparently did not like it because I never watched the rest. But I'm I'm hearing good things about season four, so I might I might just jump to season four. So, pretty excited. Yeah, uh, I watched season two, and I don't remember liking it very much. It had its moments, I guess. Didn't watch season three, and uh, yeah, now four is out, so maybe I'll give that a shot. Yeah, four is supposed to be really good. Jodie Foster, and it's like a Thirty Days of Night scenario where they're like in the dark of Alaska. So, um, and apparently it's I'm somehow- all about Alaska. I'm all about the diegetic is what it's called. Diegetic. There you go, my friend. Um, nice work. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, anyway, we've talked Reacher. We've talked True Detective. If listener, if you haven't watched True Detective season one, fucking fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And then go Google Alan Richson, and then just like just bask in the Yonkers. Imagine if that guy was with Matthew McConaughey. Oof. Oof. Let me tell you, man. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's yeah, let's yeah. talk about King and Yellow, dude. What's he up to? I mean, I was so excited when they when they revealed that, like when they started talking about the King of Yellow, I was like, oh my god, what is gonna happen in the show? Yeah, she's getting spooky. I was super excited about it. All right, you want to talk to the X Files? I do. Let's lock it in. 